Hey, this is LOA Today, the Law of Attraction show. Welcome to LOA Today, Walt Thiessen and Joel Elston here. It's Thursday, November the 3rd, 2016. And uh, last week, we alluded to the fact that uh, we finally have a way for you to subscribe to our podcast, which we're very happy about, and told you also that there was one more piece to the puzzle we hadn't quite fit together. Well, we've got the good news this week. The good news is you can now find us on the iTunes store. So all of you iTunes and iPhone users out there can uh, subscribe to our podcast that way. Not that Android users or just regular desktop users or any other device can't subscribe to us, because you can. You just go to our website, LOAToday.net. But Joel, we got one more way for people to find us. We're on PRN. We're, we've got our stuff now on YouTube. Now we're on iTunes. We got our podcast off our, off our website. Hey, we got different ways for people to find us. That That's a big move, Walt. You did a lot of work to get us there. And as our progression of our radio show moves forward, this is a huge step we're taking. I'm excited that we have a, a, a new way for our audience to listen. You can download us, not have to listen. You, know, on the, you can listen anywhere. And that's amazing. That's awesome. It is awesome. And uh, actually, toward the end, uh, maybe we'll take some time and we'll, we'll give people clues about how to find us and all the different ways to find us. Um, including, by the way, our Facebook page, which is also a good place to reach us. But uh, getting to our topic for this week, we talked about the idea, well, first of all, Joel, you and I have loved how we've been able to really push into the positive zone, particularly toward the end of each episode, over like what the last four, five, six weeks, something like that. And we want to keep that going. So let's see if we can do it for an entire show. Um, we talked about all the different ways that uh, that gurus in the law of attraction field explain to people how to get yourself into a positive frame of mind so you can start attracting the things that you want to do. I mean, there are the, the you know the gratitudes and appreciations and all that kind of stuff. And so we figured, well, why don't we talk about what do you appreciate about your life? And and if we talk about what we appreciate about our, our lives, maybe that helps our listeners to kind of you know do the same thing and think about what they appreciate in their lives. And in the process all of us start pushing into a more positive zone. So uh, sound good to you, Joel? I like the idea, Walt. All right, so let's give it a shot. Um, First thing I want to do is uh, talk about the process I went through trying to get us onto iTunes because you would think that that is a pretty negative process considering how long it took, and and it was in one sense. There's a funny thing, though, and and this is is kind of a common theme about a lot of the stuff that we've talked about here on the show – once you come through the other end and you look back, it doesn't look so bad anymore. That's a really interesting thing. And, and I mean, I, when I was going through the process of trying to figure out all the little technical details that need to be done and getting frustrated, 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 I look back at those frustrations and I can hardly remember what they are. That's amazing. It's incredible. <laughs> I, it I'm really still is. trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, and, and also, there, I, I think there's an, a lot of appreciation that I have for things that do involve struggle. The accomplished feeling when you get there is more than something that didn't involve struggle. So you're really appreciative uh, because it was more of a, a challenge than just your average type task. Yeah. And so it you, you you feel more accomplished. I. Uh, along the same veins is when I uh, same veins when I speak with someone who has been in the military, and 
most people in the military, and I'm not referring to you know, during, when, during wartime, but they always go back to boot camp because it usually is the hardest part of the military. Right. And so they, you hear them talk about how tough boot camp was and how they overcame that or how they graduated. And, and that that's the thing they remember often the, as, about the military being the rest of the three or four years wasn't really much to it. But the boot camp piece was something they certainly remembered and were proud of. And that's the interesting part. They're proud of it. It was probably miserable at the time. It was. <laughs> but... Well, and, and, and I think that that's sort of the, the, the piece of the law of attraction that you you just touched on. And the the idea of what I'm grateful for in my life, just like you're saying with the iTunes stuff, I, and I'll relate. Most people don't get this. I am sincerely, well, this is not a, 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 a made-up thought, I am sincerely grateful for the struggles in my life because they led me to the life that I had today. Now, while they were going on, they were absolutely horrible. But what they did is they put me in a position to give me the life that I had today. So I have learned to become incredibly grateful for those events. That's and that, that's a theme that you repeat a lot. And it's a theme that even now as I hear it, I say to myself, well, that can't be. And then I remember just what I went through getting this whole iTunes thing connected and well, yeah, that is how it works. That's exactly right. how it works. You come through it at the end, you say, what was I sweating? What was I right. getting so excited about? Right. And, and that, that's the piece for me that I've, I've, I've tapped into that I feel is the most, you know, I'm grateful for, I can list, you know, a, a, just a, a, an entire huge multiple page thing of actual things in my life. I'm sitting at a desk right now talking into a microphone. I'm thankful for my iPhone. I'm thankful for my computer. Uh, I'm thankful. There, there's just millions of things in my house right now I'm thankful for. I really am. In my life, I have a lot of stuff happening. But what, what equally, when you learn to understand that when you can look at everything, I don't worry about challenges anymore, or I'm not worried about money anymore, or I'm not worried about things anymore, because I have overcome that stuff, and I have no fear toward that going forward. The the concept of we what we worry about, worrying is like praying for what you don't want. That's the law of attraction version of worrying. Right. And, and, and so when you look at the things that I have overcome, or we have overcome as, as throughout your background, you learn to become thankful for those things. And that that's incredibly bizarre. I've shared often the story of one of the worst and really the top three worst days of my life was having to eat out of a trash can and being homeless in Las Vegas eventually led to an incredible chain of events in my life that made me relook that whole thing. Now I'm not I can't say that I'm I'm on board with being grateful for actually eating that nasty rotten burger. But I am grateful for the experience because it later touched my life in a way I could never have imagined. And the good news is it's not like we have to have highly traumatic things happen in order for them to be difficult and yet to come through and ask myself, you know, what was so difficult about it? It doesn't have to be highly traumatic. It just has to, has to have been a challenge. It has a to challenge. be something difficult. Right. The, the, the idea of I do competitive weightlifting and, and, and I love doing that. And it means something when you break a plateau that you work on for six or seven months, three or four times a week, and you finally get past it. That's why it means so much. When you when you move a weight, you haven't been able to move. Uh, when you complete a lift, you haven't been able to complete. It means something. And to the outside world, it probably looks silly. But to you and the energy and effort, it you had to earn that. You know, yeah. the, the, 
the idea that I, I often say that my weight training in the gym, weight training is is the least. Uh, it, it is it's not judgmental. It doesn't recognize prejudice. It doesn't recognize it. It doesn't care. 250 pounds is 250 pounds for everybody. <laughs> it doesn't care about your background or whatever you're claiming. If you're going to move it, you're going to earn the right to move it. Mm-hmm. And and that that's sort of like in, in, in life for the rest of the stuff. You know, the, the gratitude that I have toward you know being able to be a foster parent again. Uh, the, the young man that's with me is an outstanding young man who I've just come to adore and he, he he's working so hard in his life and and we're a great team and and i'm grateful to have that ability i'm grateful to have a a, a beautiful home to uh, allow him to live here to have enough income to be able to live comfortably i i'm surrounded by stuff that i'm grateful for and the that's what i keep bringing to my table is more things to be grateful for because i i, I live in that I live in gratitude, and that's what I'm hoping to continue to do because that allows me to continue to to, to attract that. But the moment that I go into a, a, a different cycle or a different way of thinking, that becomes what I'm attracting, and that's that's the balance. That's right. It is the balance. The, the other thing that I've noticed, and I, I noticed this particularly when I was trying to solve these technical issues with our podcast and so forth, when you are in that worry mode you talked about where you're attracting from the negative side, you're attracting the wrong stuff. Um, you're not in an activity mode most of the time because worrying is not an action. It's a state of negative being, but it's not an action. Whereas when you're taking action, even when it's trying to solve a difficult problem, for me, getting this whole podcast thing to work properly the way we needed it to work was was difficult. Not like you pointed out, I'm fairly technical. But it, it really pushed me. It pushed the limits of everything that I know in order to solve the thing, including having to solve a problem with uh, the connection with Apple there, um, where I was talking to other people online who were experts at it, and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. You know, it was, it was really that kind of a situation. Um, by the way, if, if, if there's anybody out there who has their own podcast and they're trying to figure out how to get it into the iTunes, iTunes system and iTunes just keeps rejecting it, Make sure you have an HTTPS SSL certificate, a certificate that makes it a secure connection, because apparently Apple is now insisting that new podcasts, not existing ones, but new podcasts connect with an SSL connection. Why? I don't know. Now, if you don't know what I just talked about, don't worry about it. But just in case there's somebody out there who has some idea of what I'm just saying to you, that's what I discovered. And, and those of us who are looking at this are still in disbelief because there are so many podcasts out there that are not secure connections. Anyway, way off topic. Getting back to what I'm talking about earlier, this whole struggle of of trying to learn how to do this, the one thing that I could not do during that struggle, Joel, was worry. Right. I couldn't do it anymore. It's impossible to focus on solving a difficult problem and worrying at the same time. You can do one and then the other. You can multitask it, but you can't do both at the same moment. And when when, when you realize that... That's kind of what keeps you going because now all of a sudden, oh, I'm not worrying anymore. I'm feeling better. <laughs> one one of the discoveries that that I uh, have become exceptionally grateful for understanding is is, and I'm going to reframe basically what you said in in the same way, of action for me. I can't be anxious or worried and taking action at the same time. Yeah. I could be worried as I prepare to take the action or worried about the outcome of not taking action. But once I begin the action step, 
then worry can't occupy the same space. And that's what I tell people all the time in therapy when I'm working with people is, is action, the law of action, taking action towards stuff is really the greatest anti-anxiety move there is. is. Because you, when you face the problem and you, if you're, if you sit around, as you're saying, and you worry about it, you overthink it and what's going to happen and who's going to say this and, and what if this happens and what if this person does this? Well, at the end of the day, that worry accomplishes nothing. Whereas if you get off your butt and you go do something, the action itself becomes incredibly fulfilling and you eventually get to where you're getting to. And even if you don't quite accomplish it all the way, the action itself takes you out of the anxiety or worry mode. So right, that's, because you physically, you physically are incapable of doing it. It is right. not possible to take action and worry at the same time. Right. It, it, uh, the, it, it would almost be like a cartoon, right? You, you, have, right. you have a guy who's you know, working at, at, I don't know, working on the chain gang, right? And he's got the pickaxe and he's hitting at the rock. As he hits at the rock, he says, oh, I'm so worried. <laughs> like, no, it, it just doesn't even yeah. work. Right. Well, and and I, I've talked, you know, I've often said, and I've discovered this for myself, it's impossible to be depressed and in a true state of gratitude at the same time. Yeah. You, 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 you can't, it can't occupy the same brain, gratitude and uh, depression at the same time. You could be depressed and grateful and then depressed and grateful, but at the same time, being truly in a, a state of gratitude is, is, is not a, it doesn't match the, the whole depression aspect. I also have heard when when uh, uh, this gentleman I know that defuses, he used to defuse bombs in Iraq. And the idea that, I said, are you worried about cutting the wrong wire? And he goes, no, you don't worry about cutting the wrong wire. You don't worry about that. He said, I'm taking action. I'm doing something. I'm, I'm not worried about the bombs going off around me. I'm not worried about people shooting around me. He said, because none of it matters if I if I do this wrong. So I'm taking the action. He said, afterwards, I've almost wet my pants. Uh, he, he, he described one scenario where it was a very complex bomb that had been actually left, and he was looking at it, and he saw there were several, and, and he called them you know, miss, miss something leaders, but they're, they're trying to redirect you into making it look differently than it was wired. Mm. And he, 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 he was down to one wire, and he was looking at it, and he could just see where, where it looped around so many times. And he said, let me go to the other one. And he closed his eyes and he cut the other one and defused the bomb. If he would have cut the other one, it would have blown up the bomb. Mm. And he, he said, he, said he, he, he had to make that decision. Time was almost up. And it was, it was really, at that point, a 50-50 decision. He went, he went against what he originally thought. Mm. And he's like, oh, my gosh, that was incredible. But he, he wasn't in fear until afterwards right because in the middle of action you can't be there and that's the most amazing part because yes. because it, 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 it's how, how do you say this it applies everywhere in life that's where i'm trying to go with this it isn't just doing traumatic stuff it isn't just doing difficult stuff it applies in every area of our lives so right. if it's a problem as simple as having to take your kids to school the act of taking your kids to school blocks worry. Now, that right. doesn't mean that you can't be worrying while you're driving. People have learned how to do that kind of thing. But if you focus on the actions involved of taking the kid to school during that time period, you can't worry. Well, and, and you can't, and I, and I think 
maybe I, if this makes sense to word it this way, you can't worry about what you have been worrying about when you're taking action on that stuff. Now you can worry about other things. You know, you can, we, we, we can multitask worrying and say, okay, I, I'm, I'm worried about my kid being late to school. We get in the car, we leave, we're driving. The worry of that doesn't matter anymore. Then I can worry about what's going to happen at work. I can have other worries, but the idea that that one particular thing you're taking action toward is, is going to occupy that space. And that's a really, really important thing. And it doesn't have to be, I, I often use very dramatic over the top uh, analogies or examples, but it, 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 it can be as mundane as, as, Oh, I got, I, I, I just worry. I, I'm dreading getting the, my house is a mess. Well, taking action makes that go away. That, that anxiety, I got company coming. My house is a mess. Well, you just got to get busy. And that's another thing I've learned with my, you know, having a foster care kid here, my house is not going to, you know, just accepting this is where we're going to be. And we got to pick up occasionally, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to have that house anymore that everything's always picked up and in a perfect place. It's right. just not going to happen. Yeah, no, so no. There, there's an acceptance that goes along with this, but the, the, you know, on our topic of, of what, what are we grateful for and how do we stay in the gratitude? It, there, there is, there is so much taking place and it, and most people, when they're asked, what are you grateful for? They start naming tangibles. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful. You know, I drive a Porsche Cayenne. I'm grateful for that. I really am. I love it. Great car. However, that's a, that is sort of a accumulation of a bunch of other things that led me to be able to drive that type of vehicle, live in the house that I live in, live in the neighborhood that I live in, and have the life that I have. I'm grateful for the events leading to that. And that that is where it lies. It isn't just about the stuff. I want more life that leads me to what I, I, I get. The anxiety of life doesn't take place anymore. I don't worry about stuff that I used to worry about because I've I've lived it. I'm taking action toward not ever getting back to that position. There was a time I worried about my electricity getting cut off because I wouldn't pay Which the is bill. Cer- That's certainly something to worry about. It, it is. If you don't have the money to pay, and I'm not minimalized, because I, trust me, I've gone without electricity several times. However, I don't worry about that any longer. I've taken action and steps to make sure that doesn't happen. And that that's a, it, it, that, that's a really basic thing, but it, it's for those that have not been in a position to pay their electric bill in the past, it's not that basic. Trust me, it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating, difficult, and almost impossible to live without electricity. Mm-hmm. Yep. And what we're really describing, what you're describing very eloquently, is the power of developing small accomplishments. The small accomplishments are how we get through the difficult things like this. And more importantly, focusing on those accomplishments is how we get our mind off of the worry. Uh, We both use the term multitasking. Multitasking is one of those things that can be good or can be bad, (laughs) depending on how you use it. Um, There are a lot of people, as you know, who are very proud of their ability to multitask. And when you think about it, what multitasking really is, is focusing here for a period of time and then focusing here for a period of time and then focusing here for a period of time and basically splitting up your focus over time. Well, what are you focusing on for each of those splits? If the things that you're focusing on are negative, you, you know, across the board, uniformly negative, then your multitasking is extremely counterproductive. Yes. If your th- things that you're focusing on are all positive, then your multitasking is quite productive. 
And if the things that you're focusing on are some positive, some negative, then you're kind of somewhere in the middle. You're in that neutral zone, which as we've talked about in the, before is actually slightly negative. So for people who are proud of, of their multitasking, I would suggest to them, make sure you know that you're multitasking on all positive stuff. If you're doing that, then wow, more power to you. Um, for those people who are not good at multitasking, you're probably better off. You're probably better off because you have the opportunity to focus on just one good positive thing. And it makes it a lot easier when you're trying to figure out what you appreciate, appreciate about your life when you only have to come up with just the one thing you were focusing on. When you have to go through all the list of things that you were multitasking on and say, okay, which ones do I pull out that were the positive ones? And okay, I want to appreciate those. That, that's like a lot of work. <laughs> it is. It really is. And and, and one, of, one of the things that is is misunderstood by many and, and for me for a long time is events that seem so incredibly negative or damaging or what have you earlier in your life, when you see how they put you in a position to be where you're at today, how they drove you to this position. Mm. I'm, I'm, I am in Richmond, Virginia area. The, the road to get me to Richmond, Virginia seems like an incredibly complicated, uh, it, it, just an almost impossible event to get me here. <laughs> uh, however, I'm here, and in retrospect, it looked like a very highly organized, well-orchestrated chain of events that had to meticulously fall into place. While it was going on, there's a lot of things that seemed very chaotic and out of control. My perspective of all that has changed, and each step along the way has I've, I've had to learn stuff. I'm grateful for the lessons that each one of those has, have taught me. And now it doesn't mean I'll ever enjoy the fact that I've had to eat out of a trash can when I was younger, but it, the fact that the lesson attached to that and, and, and what came to that when, and other things came out of that, I, I will always be grateful for. And a lot of people misunderstand that, but that's a, uh, you know, it, I'm not grateful for the horrors of the event. I'm incredibly grateful of what it did to me. It's the outgrowth. And, it's what grew it, out yes. of it. Yes. Yes. And that, that's the strengthening process that I, I love so much. And, and for very good reason. Uh, in fact, you also alluded to a, a very cool thing there. You talked about the convoluted road that it took to get to where you are. And I think we all have instances, episodes in our lives where we've experienced that. In many cases, not realizing that what we're looking back on is how the magic of the law of attraction works. Because very often, like you say, when we're in the middle of it, it's chaotic. It's crazy. It's like, what the heck is going on here? And you have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. But you just keep taking steps because you don't know what else to do. And yet, during that time, that's when God, the universe, spirit, whatever, is orchestrating everything to work out just fine. So like you say, when you look back on it, you say, wow, that was really well orchestrated. And in the middle of it, you say, what the heck? Well, yeah, it... it you know the the uh, one of my clients used this analogy this week and i i loved it it was when i'm dry, my life is it seems like when i'm looking forward through the through the windshield is seeing chaotic and out of control life through the rearview mirror looks perfectly formed and yeah like that's that. a good way to describe that yeah you know a, as you see the as you see the stuff has it formed so so i can't speak of gratitude Unless I I speak of the things that led me to the have, the things that I have today, the the life that I have today, that that's where I 
to me, the most effective piece of uh, uh, use of the law of attraction for me is effectively using it in my life in the past as well as the present, not just about right now. Um, there's a, a one of the great brain doctors in the country is named Dr. Daniel Amen, and he has the Amen clinics across the country, and he does brain scans on people's brains. And him well, and I, I hope were he just, does it on brain, brain scans on people's brains. If he's doing brain scans on their hearts, we got a problem. Well, that's a very good point. I appreciate that. Well, uh, but you know, we we could we could try. Uh, but but the the idea that he actually does cat scans on the brain. Is what I'm trying to say. I appreciate that. Uh, and and what he what he's looking for, he's looked at thousands of brains, thousands, maybe tens of thousands at this point, looking just for anomalous parts of the brain, and he he can identify uh, in some people who've been through severe trauma. He can identify areas of the brain that have been traumatized, not necessarily by a physical trauma, but a mental trauma as well. It could be physical as well. They, they can actually see a mental trauma? They, 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 can, yes. actually, they, can, yes. they can actually and visualize that? That's, that's incredible. The, it, yes, and it's, it's because the, the trauma does create events in the brain, and the brain responds by, by it, where it's stored. There's a disruption of blood flow. It's amazing how all that works. Wow. And, 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 and it's... It's just a fascinating, but the more fascinating piece to me is the understanding that these traumas, people who have suffered for post-traumatic stress syndrome and stuff like that, it's always been assumed that the traumas were permanently stored. Now, you can work around them. Mm. People that have, have go back and they, they reassign the value of what they went through instead of like when I use the trash can example for me. I have reevaluated the trash can and I have moved it from the trauma part of my brain storage to a life lesson part of my brain. I know that sounds sort of silly to, to look at it that way, but our hypothesis or Dr. Dr. Amon's hypothesis and him and I in our discussion, uh, and one day I hope to be able to prove this, is your perspective or your thought or how you view th- something can literally turn a trauma into a non-traumatic event. And that is huge when you understand how the importance of that. I, I think we've all actually experienced that on different levels. Um, yes. One, one level that comes to my mind that almost everybody has experienced, probably all adults have, have certainly experienced it, the death of a loved one. Yes. And, and yeah. over time, it, uh, assuming that you allow yourself to be in a healing posture, and you don't uh, keep replaying negative events in your mind over and over again, over time, the death of the loved one becomes less painful and reaches a point where you just remember all the things that you loved about the loved one, and, and it, it doesn't hurt anymore. Right. So there, there's an example of exactly what you're talking about, how it transmits itself into a different place, so to speak, in the mind. Yes. and that that So remaining grateful now and looking at what led to your life today and learning how to be grateful for those events actually changes everything. It, it, there, there's a, a, a term, and, and I, I want to stay on, on, on gratitude of, of now, but there's a term of uh, epigenetics. Epigenetics is, uh, is sort of the, the concept that our DNA, for a long time, DNA was just thought to be set. It's, you know, you're, you're scheduled to get cancer when you're 31 years of age and your DNA will give you that. It's, it's like just there's what, a clock or something, right? Right, right. Yeah. And, and while DNA is a real thing, epigenetics 
looks at the study of how your environment and your attitude actually rewires your DNA. And that's a fascinating study that's that's taking place. That, that, that is cutting-edge stuff taking place right now at research facilities around the world. And where it goes, it, it literally ties right back into the law of attraction. Yes. Where your your perspective or your how you choose to view things is makes that your reality. And, and I, I and, and makes it your reality in a way that is programmed into your body. Right. <laughs> I you're, mean goodness gracious. It will reprogram it. The 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 idea that that your the, r- recent research has shown that people who who think about exercise their muscles will and their muscles will show results as if they actually exercise. Uh, obviously, not as as intense as actually going and doing. So, don't think you're going to sit home and envision a workout and get the same result. But <laughs> but the idea that that there's people that have lost weight by have lost fat that are trying to to lose weight by changing nothing but their attitude toward it. They didn't even change their diet. What happened is they changed their attitude toward it, and their diet automatically adjusted. And that's uh, phenomenal. That's it absolutely is. phenomenal. So when we're talking about what we're grateful for right now, and, and, and it isn't just gratefulness, but it's also a perspective of it all. I, instead of looking like, you know, I, for those of you that have read my book, The Bench, I, I go backwards in my life and and describe you know some events as in childhood and and into young adulthood and to through addiction and all of this stuff which i i viewed for a long time as just really sort of being cursed but in reality i've really changed all that now and i look at all of that as stuff that i'm incredibly grateful for because each event led me there Mm. it led me to where i needed to go and that's so important walt it's very important and it's encouraging Yes. I, I, the way I'm seeing it anyway, particularly what I, I'm still focused on what you were talking about a minute ago, where what we what our attitudes change to and what our beliefs change to actually influence our DNA structure. Right. I mean, if that's and, really true, and it sounds like it is from from the research you're describing, that means there are no limits. That means even you, if you're born with a death sentence because your DNA is messed up, you can still change it. I mean, that what what more hope could anyone possibly ask for? Well, and, and that that's the exciting part of this research is is traditional medicine has always called itself a science, yeah. and mm-hmm. and 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 by that people are buying into the concept that well, it's a science. So what you're talking about is more of a uh, voodoo or a, a, a concept or religion, and, and this has nothing to do with that. And, and this, the, the term usually assigned is woo-woo. Yes. That's I've, the official I've, terminology I, of, of what we talk about here. <laughs> right. I have seen people, I've witnessed it in my personal life, and I work with people every week who who literally reprogram their brains mm. to see things differently, and their life changes because of that. And it, it is tangible. I've seen people's health improve. Uh, I, I use, even when they don't intend the law of attraction, I've used the example, uh, I've discussed this in one of our previous shows, I, my dad's best friend uh, ended up marrying a lady who had, when he was 70-something years old, I believe, late 60s, early 60s, he married a woman who had a, a four-year-old daughter. Hmm. And every and he was in poor health. He had diabetes, and everybody's like, "Oh, he won't make, he won't live to see her tenth birthday." That's of course everybody had a comment on that. Of course, 
Well, and in reality, the man, he went backwards in time. He he, he, he got in better health. His attitude didn't change. He went, had to go back to work to support his family. But he became younger. He was at her, not only was he at her college graduation, she, he was at her, her, uh, uh, mar- had her wedding and got to see all three of his grandkids born. Incredible. Wow. That, he got that, that's just incredible. That's, that, that's hope inspiring. I mean, that's it one is. of the things I've always wanted to do. I, I look at my parents' generation and the generation before that and what I saw of it and watching people deteriorate as they get into old age and so on and so forth. I'm, I kept thinking to myself, I don't want that. That's not for me. Not interested. So to hear that it's actually possible to use these techniques we've talked about and improve your physiology so that you don't have to experience that kind of, of, of life in your later years. You can actually experience healthy normal, happy, joyful, active lifestyle. There's well, yes. so much hope in that. There's so much appreciation in that. I, like, wow, yeah, <laughs> I want it now. I don't want to wait 30 years until I'm in my 80s or whatever. I, I want it right now. <laughs> and you can have, and, and that's the, you know, the, and, and w- what I love about the concept of how science is now revealing what we've been talking about in the law of attraction for a long time, it you know the the for people that want to research this, not just take my word for it. Again, epigenetics as well as quantum thinking, those are studies that are taking place by legitimate research facilities around the world in universities, and it's fascinating the number of scientists uh, uh, that have discovered this. You know, there's one gentleman uh, that, and I'm dropping his name right now, and I'll hopefully I remember it in a minute, but he he. Lipton, Bruce Lipton. Oh, I you got it. Good. And, and uh, he he is describes himself as totally non-spiritual. He was one of the first p- people to do research on DNA, and he believed in the concept of science was God and DNA was was fact. Mm, interesting. He is now a leading researcher in the term epigenetics. He is believing that it's the other way around, and wow. and this is amazing. So the this is stuff that is exciting to me, and it tells me that I have this ability. One of the the, the downfalls of of traditional thinking, the way uh, that we are brought up, is the opposite of this way of thinking. It, it's the idea that a lot of this stuff, whether it's through a, a, a religion or or what have you, that you're you're destined to a pre whatever your stuff is, you're destined for. Mm-hmm. And I look at it differently. My destiny is is something I'm creating. Yes. And, and and my my life responds to what I'm creating in my destiny. I, I have no choice. I I you know I'm you know at my age I bring in a uh, I have this young man. He's 11 years old. He's now a foster care child. Uh, you know one day he may be my adopted child. And all of this is exciting stuff to me. Well, I have to I have to be there to deal with that, and I get to be able to deal with that. My mind's adapting. I'm able to. I have plenty of energy. I've been able to meet every challenge so far. I'm getting up. I'm, you know, I, I used to, you know, wake up when I woke up and then go to work. I'm up at five o'clock every morning now, uh, and, and I'm fine with it. It's working different. I, I've adapted in a very positive way. My life is responding to the situation, and and my DNA is adapting to be, in my mind, to meet this new challenge. This is what's happening? The reality of my life. I imagine my DNA is probably going. Oh God, really? <laughs> we're we're doing this again. Come on! And, and it's, you know, it's like, are you ever going to rest? 
Um, but it, it's just something that I believe we age because we believe we're aging. You know, I've, I I've think seen that's pictures, true. Yeah, I, I've seen incredible pictures. There's a, a book coming out by a guy that he's talking about aging, and he has about 70 pictures of comparing people of the same age. There's this. There's a one that comes to mind. It shows a 70 year old woman standing by another 70 year old woman. One is a competitive bodybuilder who wow. looks incredible, and the other woman is on a walker. Mm-hmm. And they're both 70 years of age. Right. Yep. That's incredible. It is incredible, is and, incredible. It, and it shows that it's not years. Right. It it's what you anticipate. I've I. Uh, Briefly resharing probably another story here, but I'll, I'll keep it very brief. I had a, a friend who was diagnosed with liver cancer who uh, it was an accidental diagnosis. But in the in the period of time between the accidental diagnosis and, and when he was deemed clear, lost a bunch of weight, looked like he was dying. Because he believed and, it. Because he believed it. And so when, the moment he was told he didn't have it, he, he, his, his color almost immediately came back. He, within a week and a half, he gained his weight back, and he was back in the gym doing the stuff that he did. And and that becomes so important. We 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 have come to believe that all of this stuff is, you know, it's the tail wagging the dog is what we were taught. Mm. That's not the way it's worked. What happens in our belief system is what comes about. That's why being grateful for what you've been through, grateful for the struggle, grateful for. You know, I, I I I sort of feel sorry. I, I know one family in particular. These are very good, kind people. I've known them for years, uh, and and I won't get too specific, but uh, they were they they've always been wealthy. Uh, they were kids were born into a wealthy environment. Uh, most of them had you know went on to the univer- whatever university of their choice. They went to the work for their family. Uh, business, all of them wealthy. They married their childhood sweethearts. None of them got divorced. None of them had addiction. None of them had, and 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 everybody's like, I hear multiple times, that's the perfect family. They have the perfect life. And while I have great respect for the life, they have no idea of what my life is like. They don't have the privilege in my mind of experiencing what I've experienced. I have seen things they never would understand. I've lived through things that they would never understand. I'm not judging them. I'm just saying I see it differently. I'm grateful for what I went through and what I've seen and what I've come out at. And and by the way, it doesn't have to work that direction. It's not like if you come into a family like that, that that's the way your life's going to work out. I I can think of a friend who had very much the same kind of uh, upbringing. He grew up in a wealthy family, very well-to-do, no dysfunctions, no alcoholism, none of that kind of stuff. Um, they were religious. They uh, had good lifestyles and all that kind of thing. And this same individual today is struggling with all kinds of problems that are related to addictions, primarily to uh, you know addictions to alcohol and, and later to pills. And so you ask yourself, well, if the environment that you grow up in is what controls how you turn out, how did he turn out that way? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's the, what happens, it can go either direction. And in, in fact, there's more stories like you're describing than the than one I'm describing, because uh, I, I think that the lack of a struggle sometimes creates those situations. I, 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 I remember one young man who's very successful now, uh, who had to put himself through college while everybody else was parents were paying for it. They were partying. 
This guy was working three jobs to save college. He graduated uh, higher grades than everybody whose parents paid for it. He took it more seriously than the ones whose parents were paying and is wildly successful now, a multimillionaire with multiple businesses because he fought to get there. Mm-hmm. And, and so the, the people underestimate the value of the struggle and the hope that I hope that the hope that we can instill in people is one of the reasons that we're on the air. One of the reasons that I want to take this further is the idea when you understand no matter what you've been through, people think they're cursed. When you can change your perspective and appreciate the struggle and understand that it's strengthening you and allow it to strengthen you and take you out on the other side, that's the gift of all this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And in fact, the, the friend I alluded to, that's kind of what his wife is trying to help him to do. And I think I see him making progress. I mean, we don't see him often, but uh, uh, the last time that we saw him, he looked like he was making progress. And I think part of it was coming from from her, but part of it was because he made some decisions. He made some decisions that he had to stick to, and and we still have to see whether he's going to stick to them. But basically, it's decisions about looking on the positive side of life, looking for the things to be grateful for, looking for the things to feel good about, and not getting so wound up about the stuff to worry about. Yes, that that is, you know, the the people who, the commonality of people that arrive at the the, the understanding of the law of attraction, most of it. Well, there's been multiple paths. Our path, mine, my path, your path are very different of how we got here. Absolutely. However, however, we both arrived here. We our backgrounds are are shockingly different. Isn't that and, cool though uh, that we both arrived here? We both arrived here, and everybody that I meet, uh, that gets here they all took a different path but we all showed up here yeah and that that says something and and you know like like for example uh uh i have a this very good friend who has struggled for years with in fact just almost was angry at the that the law of attraction existed it just didn't it it angered him that it that there was a and he he fought it and the moment that he started he said i'm tired of paddling upstream let me try this Everything changed instantly for him, mm. and, and that—that's the—that's the piece that I'm hearing when people can accept this. This is not a religion; it's just—it's something that you can tap into. It's an inner power. I call it a superpower that humans have, that literally changes your life by simply changing your perspective. And you know, when, when you. I can focus forever on what I've lost or I can focus forever on what I have and what I've gained and what I've learned. And each one has incredibly different results. And I'm in charge of that focus. And that's the beauty of it. I'm in charge of, you know, that I'm, I'm grateful for the fact that I have the ability to do the things I have that I can do. I'm grateful for all the stuff that I have in my life but I under, it isn't just grateful from, okay, from this poor point forward, I had to retroactively go back and become grateful for all of it before it started working right for me. I'm also sitting here listening to what you're describing and eating it up, by the way. And I'm thinking about the diametric disparity between the gentleman you described and myself. Because as you described him, he was somebody who was angry that the law of attraction existed. And for me, it wasn't anger at all. It was disbelief. <laughs> like, no way. This doesn't make any sense that this could actually exist. Or, or It actually wasn't even that. It did make sense that it could exist. 
what didn't make sense to me is that it could actually exist for me. Yes. It, it seemed like it could apply to everything else, but I had so much doubt about myself, and still do. I'm still trying to overcome it. I had so much doubt about it that even though I bought into it, even though I wanted so desperately for the universe to be organized in the way that we're taught that it is organized by teachers of the law of attraction, I still didn't believe it. I mean, I right. believed it, but I didn't believe it. And so here I hear your friend who says, well, you know, he's angry about it. And I say, angry about it? This is what I've been waiting for all my life. And I want, I want so much to be in that place, even though I'm not in that place, which, of course, is the wrong thing to say. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's where I was coming from. I want to be there. And he's angry about that? Angry? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I would have given my left arm for that about 10 years ago. And now all of a sudden, here's this guy. I mean, talk about two diametrically different viewpoints. He brings a viewpoint that is foreign to me that, that I can't possibly understand. And yet, and yet, we still end up in the same place. We end up at the same final location, living with and not just living with, but benefiting from the law of attraction. It's amazing. Well, and, and that that's the the message of freedom of the law of attraction, the yes. freedom of of I am not. It, it's also a message of your responsibility, which scares a lot of people. It, it takes away blame because if it's your thoughts that create this, yeah, I'm sorry, you did it. And, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing, so much, too, how often we apply blame. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it I, is rampant in society, just rampant. Right. Well, and, and one of the things in counseling, and I, I know, I know your 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 wife has a background too, and I, th I think she would probably concur with this. I will spend probably when I'm working with families, one of the things that is so hard to overcome is they can spend as many sessions or hours as you allow about arguing over blame. Mm. Well, you did this, and you said this, and you said, and I will often say, okay, let's stop. Here we are from this point forward. Let's look at going forward. If we're going to spend all of our energy trying to assign blame or accept blame or or whatever, we, we're never going to get to where we need to be. Because there's no we, limit to it. Blame goes no on forever. Right. And, and you know, it, it, it's a fascinating – and I've seen entire – families that that just are torn apart by assignment and acceptance of blame mm. and 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 by the freedom of not worrying about blame we create our own environment through our own thoughts and our own perspective when you get past all the other stuff it's like wow okay i don't have anybody to blame any longer i don't have any there's no excuses any longer that helps i i it helps me. A lot of people don't like it because it, it, it's built in the excuses when you look at it from another perspective. Yeah, and, and it's also built in that you have to start leaving blame behind. That, yes. That's probably the hardest part because blame is a crutch. It is. It, it's it a is. way of not having to take responsibility. Because if you right. can blame something, then, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> well, and, 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 and then what, what compounds it more is the silliness, as we have talked about uh uh, next Tuesday will be the end of the uh, presidential election. Let's let's say a which is definitely one. silliness. There's no doubt it's, about it. Right, and 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 once that's over, uh, you know, I would love to say all the negativity is going to stop, but there, <laughs> I, I I I'm on a news blackout as I remain on a news blackout. But you can't help but have some of the stuff seep in. Oh yeah, it just kind of shows up when you least expect it. Yeah, and, and so knowing that the the 
it's all about blame. It's all about, well, this person did this. Well, this candidate did the exact same thing, but because it's my candidate, I don't believe those accusations. And, and all of this, you're hearing all this going, oh my gosh, guys, <laughs> guys, it's not, it's not relevant. But we get stuck in that, and, and it's, it's advertised, and you buy into it, and, and we're, we're touching on the fear, and we're driven, and we're becoming more divided. And, and all of that has nothing to do with us and what we have right now and today. So a, an audience member, someone who's saying, okay, I'm sort of buying into this, but I've tried it, and it doesn't work for me, just like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, you're not universally unique. This works. Gravity works on you. Law of attraction. You know that, that's sort of why I tell people: if if gravity applies to you, the law of attraction applies to you. It's it's let's let's start there. So, if if gravity doesn't apply to you, maybe we'll talk. But until then, <laughs> you know, if, if it applies, well, both we'll, we'll apply. do a live show with you on the International Space Station. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so let, let's let's gravity applies. Law of attraction applies. It's the understanding that we have to be consistent in our thoughts of positive the direction we're going being sincerely grateful for what we have worry self-doubt all the other stuff takes place i don't know anybody that the gurus or anyone else and the most of the gurus that i've had a chance to speak with the great gurus of the law of attraction will at least private in private tell me well yeah, n- nobody's positive all the time, or no, you know they 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 will admit it. Now on stage, sometimes they don't. But the idea that we got to get it to a point where we're just a little more positive than than negative, and and that's when the things start to happen. And as they move forward and becoming grateful, and look at what led you to today. You know the 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 thing that woke up this morning with Walt, and I, and I know this, and any member of the audience listening to us did the same thing. The reason we woke up and got out of bed today, on a bottom line, at the end of the day, let's make it where it really counts. We got up because of hope. True. We have hope that today or tomorrow is going to either continue being great or we're going to start having. If 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 there's no hope, then there's no point of getting up. So the idea with the hope is we have today the power of now is a great concept that yesterday only has as much power as you give it. Tomorrow's not promised. Our strength takes place in today. And and we control today. We live today by by not allowing the negative thoughts, by looking at just the great stuff taking place. Central Virginia today is incredible weather. Bright sun. High of about 60. We started out about 40. Incredible November weather. It's a, it, you know, there's a, we have Halloween parties we're going to today. It was great stuff. It sounds beautiful. And notice that. It, it matters. It I, I, I got it yesterday. I was driving and I was picking up my, my son from his after school program. And, and it was that moment I left the gym. I'm feeling incredibly good. It was great sunshine. Uh, a little bit of coolness in the air, and I'm like, "Wow!" I, I, everything was so bright and mm. so, and I and I was noticing, I was absorbing it, and it it was like the more I looked at it, the better I felt. Yep, yep. And uh, by the way, um, kind of along the same lines, we mentioned blame a few minutes ago, and and I said something, and I realized afterward I didn't complete the thought. I said that we um, have a tendency to use blame as a way to not look at ourselves, and I kind of implied as a way of not putting the blame on ourselves. And what I want to clarify is, 
we really don't even want to put the blame on ourselves. There's actually no room for blame in life. If you want to move forward, if you want to attract the stuff you want to attract, if you want to put the law of attraction to, to your own benefit in a positive way, blame has to be removed from the equation entirely. It can't be a part of any of it. And the really cool part is when we remove blame from our thought process, when we remove it from our descriptions about what's going on in our lives, when we remove it from our descriptions about what's going on with our relationships, our health, our wealth, whatever it might be, when we take blame out of the equation entirely, all of a sudden life looks better. It looks a whole lot better. In fact, it becomes really difficult to remember why was it so bad before? Yes. Taking the blame out is how we get to the positive story. Or, or yes, and you're completely right, or, or reframing blame. The idea that instead of blaming my, my thought process or my addiction on childhood events or blaming it on this or that, look at, as I tend to view things, those are strengthening events of my life. I'm grateful that those events took place. It's, it's, I'm, I'm grateful they happened. So if anything, I'm redefining blame. Blame doesn't exist in my world anymore. It you, isn't. You, I don't know if you know it, but you just came up with a really cool cliche. Don't blame, it? reframe. Oh, wow. I love that. I love it when we do that. <laughs> but, but, but that's what you're doing. It, it, it's, you know, the, I, I've used the, I've re tooled the definition of failure we've talked about that before yeah failure failure has a negative connotation to most people failure to me means i'm trying hard enough failure to me means i worked hard in the gym i worked till failure in the gym failure is success for me failure means i try i'm trying i try to fail once every day I'm, if I'm not failing once every day, uh, I don't and, know about you. I don't have to try. <laughs> it happens every day anyway. Have, so you're working hard. That's all yeah, right. But, but but a lot of it is just sort of reframing thoughts and and you know everybody's like, well, failure is a negative word. It isn't to me. Blame blame in, it, it doesn't even apply to my world. Blame is about accepting what has happened and being grateful that I survived the events. I've had. I have a, a an episode of one of my many Las Vegas stories is is uh, you know I, I I got hit in the head with a two by four when a guy was trying to rob me one time and and uh, it was it was crazy and I, I I didn't go unconscious but I was sort of loopy for about three minutes I guess or three and, hours. And clearly the guy didn't see you eating out of the garbage can. I mean, otherwise, no, 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 why no, would he yeah. go after you? That's the part yeah, that I'm wondering. Yeah. Well, that, well, that that was my question to him after he hit me. It was is is Okay, I'm in an alley, obviously homeless in Las Vegas, and you just hit me with two by four, and you want my money? Really? Is that well, yeah, well thought right. out? Yeah. You know, and he's looking at me, thinking, "Why is this guy not unconscious?" And yeah, he right. off, you know? and, uh, but but you know, I, I can get caught up in yes, that happened, or it's part of the story that led me to everything that I appreciate today. Yeah. I'm not excited that I got bashed. No, it's with terrible. Two by four. Absolutely terrible. It doesn't matter. It's not a trauma. It doesn't matter. It's a funny story, actually. It is. And, and, and I well, that was my it. first reaction. I laughed at it. I laughed yeah, at something exactly. that was harmful to you. Yeah. And, and, and that's, uh, that's where we go with this is we, we really start tapping into this reframing, retraining, re, reprogramming your brain to quit looking at all the quote-unquote horrible things of your life and become incredibly grateful for all of your life. The fact you wake up today and have a chance, that alone is an incredible gift. And the best part of all is, it sounds hard and it's easy. 
Oh, it's incredibly easy. It's, it's, it's ridiculously easy. easy. It, it's literally, like we say so many times, it's just changing our focus, changing our perspective. That's what, if, if, if nothing comes out of this, this session today as we're talking, if people could realize or just come to appreciate waking up today was a brand new chance to have the incredible life that you, it's, it's an offer. If we're dead, that, that is over for this, at least this realm is over on this. I've, I've, you know, that's over. Right. The, the fact that we've been afforded another day is not a mistake. It is the fact we are here. We have that chance. And, and when you wake up with gratitude, when you wake up for, if you minimally become thankful, look, I have another chance today. Mm-hmm. What a, what a great way to start the day. Even if you, if it's only in a small way, because I've had plenty of those mornings where I woke up and I, I really wasn't feeling it, but there was a little tiny piece of me that said, okay, yeah, here we go. We got another chance. Even that amount gets you out of bed. Even that amount gets you going. Yes, yes. And, and that that's where that's where everything takes place with the idea that we have another shot. We we. People that I've, I've talked to that are incarcerated for long periods of time, I've corresponded with some of those people, and and they 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 have hope. They find hope within those walls. If they can find hope, we can find hope. And and you you and I go on the air every week with our message of hope is people understand this. That's the ultimate that we are here. You're not out of it because we have a shot to change it. We can keep living what we've been living. I, I, I often post one of my favorite things to post on Facebook, and I do it often, if, is if what you are doing is working, keep doing exactly what you're doing. <laughs> if it's not, why keep doing exactly what you're doing? True. And this is this is the message that we're trying to bring. Try different. You know, I love your 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 example earlier about the about you know taking action. What action are you going to take today toward the positive? Instead of any anxiety taking place, go out and do something. It, helped, it, be, it feels a heck of a lot better. Yes. That, that much, be if nothing else happens, if you attract nothing else in life, at least taking action will feel better than worrying. Absolutely. And and, and you don't know. That puts a chain of events in, in into place where limitless things can take place once you take action. There's nothing that's going to take place until you – your your actions start matching what you're trying to to bring about, and that that's we we talked about the law of action before, and and that's just sort of a, a nutshell type thing, but it, it gets things going. Your actions have to match the law of attraction thoughts. That's the key, right? Because that's the only, that's the only way you can attract that like attracts like. That's the basic principle. Absolutely. Now, we had said we were going to to read off all the different ways you can reach us at the end. I don't actually have enough time to do it, Joel. We, we as usual, went right to the end, as we so often do. I'll just mention that, as we said at the beginning, you can now find us on the iTunes store. Um, without going through the whole list, just go to LOAToday.net. You, no matter what device you're using, you can subscribe there and never miss a, a podcast episode. And that's really what we want anyway. And once again, Joel, it's been a pleasure, as usual. Loved it. It was great to talk to you, my friend. Great talking to you, too. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.